Hi, everybody. It's Pasquale here for the French Onion Soup Podcast. Going to do a little different version of the French Onion Soup Podcast here tonight. A couple things on my mind, but we're basically going to call it on the fly, as they say. I'm not going to write down a script. I'm not going to write down a format. Just some things top of mind that we're going to kind of get into here on this week's episode of the French Onion Soup Podcast. This is your first time checking us out. Make sure you go to our Podbean or Apple iTunes page, scroll up or scroll down, check out old episodes that you may have missed. We are also available on Stitcher Radio and Spotify. You might be asking the question, Pasquale, why do you call it the French Onion Soup Podcast? My answer to that would be, you just got to keep on listening to find out. Your next question might be, what do you guys talk about almost each and every week on the French Onion Soup Podcast? My answer to that would be absolute nonsense in the form of commentary and opinion. And we're going to get into some baseball stuff, some bowling stuff, some life stuff here on this week's edition of the French Onion Soup Podcast. If you're on Instagram, go to Instagram and search French Onion Pod underscore 716. That's where I post pictures of French onion soup that I've eaten at local restaurants around Western New York. And French onion soup is a big part of why we call it the French onion soup podcast. But again, that's something that you just got to keep on listening to find out. In this episode, we might also get to why UB is ruining Amherst. Also, you can find me on Twitter at WNYPasquale. Twitter, a very toxic place as of late. But then again, it hasn't been toxic from the very beginning. I just feel like it's getting a lot worse. A lot of stuff going on in the world, a lot of opposing opinions, and not much compromise. So Twitter, today more than anything, I I got really frustrated with Twitter. And we'll kind of start talking about baseball. If you've been keeping track with Major League Baseball since the season has started, you know, They planned on playing 60 games. Most things were going smooth for most teams. Florida Marlins have a quote-unquote outbreak. Players come down with the COVID-19. A couple staffers come down with COVID-19. A couple of the Philly staffers come down with COVID-19. And all of a sudden, the world is coming to an end. And when I say the world is coming to an end, it's more so, you know, journalists, fans on Twitter, just kind of expressing their opinion, expressing their voices. And it really seems like a lot of the beat writers really don't want this season to be happening. It's all COVID this, COVID that, this player has COVID, and not much about what's going on with the actual game itself. We had an incident in the Astros-Dodgers game the other night. Pitcher Joe Kelly threw at Jose Altuve. Kelly received an eight-game suspension, so that was something to kind of take our minds off of what is going on with COVID-19 and focus more on what's going on with the game. But in these uncertain times, you can't clear the benches. You can't get into it. The Dodgers obviously a little bit hot at Altuve over the whole cheating scandal, which the Astros were embroiled in. So that was something to kind of, 
I'm not going to say lighten the mood, but kind of take the focus off of COVID-19 and put the focus back on the field. New York Yankees, if you know me, you know I'm a Mets fan. I absolutely hate the Yankees. But the Yankees doing it right on the field. They're 6-1. and one. However, they've been the victim of some postponements and some moving the schedule around. But they're doing it right. Players are professionals. As of right now, nobody on the team has tested positive. My beloved, or I'll say beloved, New York Mets off to a horrible start in this shortened 60-game season. They are showing the worst of what the New York Mets are all about. They took it on the chin again today against the Atlanta Braves, 7-1. They lost last night to the Atlanta Braves, 11-10, after having, I believe it was a four-run lead. But the Mets will Mets. The bullpen blows it. Starting pitching has been, I would say, average at best. DeGrom's doing his thing. Mats has been a little bit shaky. Porcello, the performance that I saw from him, not very good. Waka, blah, blah, blah. And they got a couple of kids that came up. So right now the New York Mets not looking very good. The positive is they are staying COVID-free in New York. And our beloved, not so much, Governor Andrew Cuomo Sent something out this week inviting other Major League Baseball teams to come and play in New York. Yeah, like that's going to fucking happen, stupid. Just silliness. Just more silliness. Yeah, let's 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 bring the uh let's bring the Florida Marlins and have them play in Schenectady because that's just going to work out well. It worked out well for the Toronto Blue Jays because they have an affiliation here in Buffalo and Salem Field. Just needed some retrofits, needed some upgrades to accommodate a Major League Baseball team. So let's knock on wood. Let's cross our fingers. You can't hear me doing that. That on August 11th, we will have a Major League Baseball game here in Buffalo involving the Toronto Blue Jays. Again, a lot came out on Twitter today. A lot of opposing viewpoints. A lot of different things about if Rob Manfred is ready to scrap the season. Tony Clark involved as well. Player from the Milwaukee Brewers, Lorenzo Cain, opted out today. Kind of a big name in the game, so we'll see if more players decide to opt out. But let's hope not because I think if you kind of just sit down and watch what's been going on with Major League Baseball, it's been perfectly fine. Not going to lie about it. I'm over the, the cutouts of the fans. A lot of different stadiums are doing that. I'm sick of that. Let's just go empty seats. The Yankees do empty seats. I don't have no problem at all with the ambient sound being piped in with the cheering because obviously you don't want to sit there and listen to an empty ballpark because that's just weird. But a lot of good, some bad so far with Major League Baseball kicking off with their 60-game season. We'll see how this week shapes out what happens with the Philadelphia Phillies and the other teams that have been affected by COVID-19, more importantly. Actually, I shouldn't say important when it comes to the Marlins, but the Marlins were the team that was the most egregious when it came to COVID tests. Apparently, they were partying it up in Atlanta, and I tweeted out something. Marlins players, keep it in your pants. Keep it in your pants. And that's what the the players got to do to make sure we keep this season going. Keep the players safe. Keep the players happy. Keep the fans happy because this is going to be very important for Major League Baseball to see how the next two weeks play out here as far as this shortened season goes. 
NFL training camps getting ready to ramp up here in the next couple weeks. Right now, there's virtual things going on with team meetings and things like that. I don't believe that the players are scheduled to practice in person for another couple weeks. Bills apparently had some positive tests with some rookies. Those rookies got sent home. So we'll see what happens with the NFL and the Buffalo Bills. News about some players opting out came out this week. I believe the deadline for players to opt out comes out at the end of the week. The biggest story was the New England Patriots had a lot of their starters opt out. But if you know me, you know my mind is of professional wrestling where I think that everything is a work. I think that everything happens for a reason. If there's money involved, stranger things can happen. So are the Patriots having some of their players just say, hey, we're going to sit out this year. We'll take that number one draft pick. We'll take that top five draft pick, and we'll reload, and we'll get ready. Who knows? That's my theory. That's my opinion. I may be stupid. I may be wrong, but this is my podcast, so I can pretty much express my opinions as I seem fit, as I see fit, I should say. This is your first time checking us out. You are listening to the French Onion Soup Podcast. Why do we call it the French Onion Soup Podcast? You just got to keep on listening to find out. Scroll up or scroll down on our Podbean, Apple iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify feed to listen to old episodes that you may have missed. So that's all I really have to say about the Buffalo Bills. We shall see how the NFL plays out in the next couple weeks here. Hopefully everybody can get on the field safe, we can get the season going, and we can have a successful NFL season. I want to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart here too. And we've kind of bitched, moaned, cried, complained about COVID-19 over the past few months here on the French Onion Soup podcast Some has been warranted. Maybe some hasn't been warranted. Most of it has been justified as far as I'm concerned. And one thing that we talked about was a lot of the phase four stuff. What was allowed to be opened? What wasn't allowed to be opened? Why was something allowed to be opened? Why wasn't something allowed to be opened? And I'm a big bowler. Love to bowl. I'm a league bowler. Don't mind going open bowling here and there. And apparently... Go figure, there's been a lack of direction from New York State on where bowling alleys fall with this whole Phase 4 reopening. Initially, I believe they were supposed to be involved in Phase 4, but they haven't gotten any updates. Bowling centers are not open yet. So I went and checked out this story from Spectrum News. The author of this is Brian Dwyer. This was published back on July 6th, but I saw this on the news this week, so it kind of jogged my memory And I kind of wanted to talk about where bowling alleys stay. So let's read the text here. This is the portion of the podcast where Pasquale reads. It's always an interesting adventure. So again, this is Spectrum News by Brian Dwyer. Little article here about the lack of reopening information, which leaves bowling centers owners frustrated. This was supposed to be the week as of July 6, 2020. By now, bowling centers across the state, which are originally part of Phase 4, would have everything set to reopen. However, Phase 4 has come and bowling centers are still empty. It's left owners feeling confused, frustrated, and forgotten. Quotes, bills keep piling in and the money is starting to run out, said Scott McLaughlin, owner of the Lucky Strike Lanes in Malone, New York. 
While there is certainly a major issue, it's not what McLaughlin, also a past president of the New York State Bowling Proprietors Association, says is most concerning. That, he says, is the lack of information he and others have. He says calls to elected officials have provided no answers and outreach to Governor Andrew Cuomo's office went mostly unreturned. Nobody can give us a definite timeline when we're going to be allowed to open. So no, we're stuck in limbo and who knows when we're going to be able to to open, he said. Bowling center owners are now left to guess what category they fall in. On casinos, movie theaters, we're still looking at the data, but for now they're going to be closed, Governor Cuomo said Monday. Are they being treated as those? Are they being treated like indoor malls? Do they need to install the much-talked-about air, air filtration system? They just don't know. McLaughlin's wondering now includes why all indoor businesses aren't held to the same standards. To me, it's more of a cop-out now that he's just giving an excuse on why we can't open, he said. It's something else has to be done or this has to be done. McLaughlin says he's ready to open now and can do it safely. His bowling center and many others say they can start to use only every other lane. They will sanitize and disinfect all equipment after each and every use, and the buildings are large enough where different parties can easily keep their distance. We have the square footage. We have a plan in place. There's no reason we can't open and operate in a safe environment, McLaughlin said. Just getting some sort of explanation, he says, would be half the battle. Now, after reading this article, this is not surprising because we've heard a lot of complaints and concerns from local business owners as this has been going on since March. The biggest thing, probably no guidance on when gyms were supposed to open. Initially, gyms were supposed to open in the magical phase four. However, many excuses were made by Lieutenant Governor Governor Kathy Hochul. Actually, it's kind of funny because she was totally caught in a lie by WBN's Mike Baggerman when she had referenced a story in Texas that never happened as one of her arguments why gyms can't reopen. So basically, the spin machine continues. These politicians don't have answers. They're continuing to make stuff up as we go along, and it's affecting these small businesses. Of course, you know, Governor Andrew Cuomo, we talked about this last week, made the most idiotic, dumb statement yet, saying that chicken wings aren't a meal and that wouldn't be able to constitute you sitting at a bar having a drink and eating chicken wings. Absolutely asinine statement by Governor Cuomo, one of his many asinine statements that he's made throughout this whole entire thing. As I mentioned, to start out this whole rant, I am a bowler. I'm a league bowler. I love open bowling. I love bowling. And it's very disappointing that bowling lanes haven't opened up yet. We all make jokes about bowling shoe rentals. We make jokes about house balls not being clean, not being sanitary. But the argument that McLaughlin made in this article about using every other lane, having plenty of space. If you're a large bowling center with 30 to 50 lanes, you have plenty of room to make this work. Now, it might be a whole different story when league bowling starts. You might have to jockey around nights. You might have to move people around. But I think you can make this work. And I'm not I'm not sure why New York State would not allow bowling centers to open up if they're following the proper protocols, if you're getting screens up, if you're putting hand sanitizer around, if you're making people wash your hands. It's just silly, it's just ridiculous, and it's just another form, another layer 
of hypocrisy, which we've been dealing with with this whole COVID-19 since back in March. You can drink at home, but you can't drink out. You can go to the liquor store, but you can't go and buy um, certain athletic equipment. It's just silly, and I think you know a lot of people, if they haven't already, I think are beginning to wake up and kind of seeing you know, past the layers. A lot of people I know, Back in March and April, they turn on the news. Oh, my God, this is happening. Oh, my God, that is happening. You know, the television news stations were reporting that somebody had COVID-19 at Tops on Transit Road or whatever. And, you know, the, the fear agenda was definitely out there. But now I think a lot of people are seeing through it and they're kind of seeing, hey, maybe this isn't as bad as we thought it was. Hey, if I take the proper safety precautions, maybe I can make this work. Hey, if I am high risk, maybe I don't go to the grocery store three days a week. Maybe I go once a week and I take the proper safety precautions. It's just getting very frustrating and very annoying that as we progressed here in New York State, apparently is doing pretty well when it comes to the almighty numbers, yet we still don't have the ability to do certain things like go to the gym, we can't go bowling, and we're masking in public, so we're doing the things, we're washing our hands, we're hand sanitizing when needed. I'm getting sick of people like overdoing it with a hand sanitizer. Again, like somebody, if you're going up to the hand sanitizer every five minutes, you're doing it wrong because you're going to dry out your hands and you're going to affect your own natural immunity. That's what people don't get. They're on this like kick with a hand sanitizer and masking. The jury's still out there. Some people say it works. Some people say it doesn't. I know the media wants you to think that, the mainstream media wants you to think that if you wear a mask, everything's going to be okay. If you stay at home, everything's going to be okay. But unfortunately, you can't live your life in a bubble. You got to go out there. You got to live your life. If you're high risk, stay home. Just stay home. If you're scared, stay home. But let the rest of us that can live a normal life live a normal life do what they need to do. I went back to the regular workforce. I like to call it this week. I was doing a transitional job from my desk job to another desk job. And it's a whole different world. The building that I work in, I believe is only still at 50% capacity. The parking lot is, is empty. You're keeping your distance from people. You're masking when you're in a social area. It's definitely a whole different environment. You know, a lot of people are, are taking this way too far with, you know, you got to stay six feet away from me, even though we're both wearing masks, no handshaking, things like that. So we're all living in a different world. But again, the argument has to be made. If we are doing what we are being recommended to do with masking, staying clean, practicing common sense, we should have the ability, we should have the opportunity to do more, we should have the freedom to support those local businesses, support our local business people, and keep the economy moving here in Western New York for those of us that are able to do so. So just a little COVID-19 rant there for you. If you haven't heard enough about it, I apologize. And I will end on a personal note here to end up this episode of the French Onion Soup podcast. Another major frustration that I'm having with COVID-19 is currently my father is residing. My father is residing at a local nursing home. And believe me when I tell you, it's been a bitch to try to get a hold of him. He's suffering from 
a disease which kind of limits his mobility. He's struggling in all different kinds of ways. I'm sure most of you know we're not allowed to visit relatives, friends, and hospitals, nursing homes. So you are basically relying on the staff of those facilities to provide you with updates, to communicate, and other things like that. And I will give the facility credit as far as far as updates go with COVID-19. They've been doing that. But when there's a situation, when there's an instance where I need to communicate with him directly, he's having a hard time moving his, uh, getting to his cell phone, talking on that. So it's been very frustrating kind of getting him messages, kind of communicating with him. And I hope to God up above that there is some sort of protocol put in place where there'll be visitation hours because this has been really tough and really challenging. You don't know what, what that person is going through. And obviously we've seen stories on the news year after year about the lack of care that goes on in nursing homes. So you don't know what's going on. You don't know what the state of your loved one is. You can talk to him, but again, with my father's condition, he's very disoriented. He's very confused. So I can ask him direct questions. Is this going on? Is this going on? And he might not have the answers for me. So it's been very frustrating trying to keep in contact with him, seeing what's going on with him, getting regular updates from the facility to see if he's progressing in the right direction or if he's degressing in the wrong direction. And I try to give the staff the benefit of the doubt. A lot going on. They have a lot going on. But I think there needs to be a better job done by the healthcare community, the healthcare facilities to keep updates on what's going on with our loved ones inside of these facilities. And I haven't been that kind of person that has to call four times a day to check and see if he went to the bathroom, to check to see if he rolled over in his bed. I basically call every few days trying to get an update on, again, if how he's progressing or if he's regressing just to get a basic update. And, you know, every once in a while you will get that staff member who's a little bitter, a little jaded, will give you an attitude, doesn't want to give you the time of day. But unfortunately, again, with these restrictions, these recommendations and all the other bullshit that we're dealing with now living in New York State, those healthcare workers have to go above and beyond to provide the proper care and provide the proper information to the family members of the of the residents. So just a little rant there. I do appreciate everything that people have been doing for my father, but I don't like the way that things are progressing with this as I don't like the way that things are progressing with the gym. I don't like the way that things are progressing with bowling alleys. I don't like that restaurants still have to stick at 50% capacity. And I don't like, again, like we talked about how a lot of these local politicians are just calling things on the fly like I did for this episode of the French Onion Soup podcast. They're governing based on their mood swings and they're not informing local businesses on how to proceed with certain things. So let's hope this all gets resolved as we get ready to hit the fall season. As far as I'm concerned, we're looking at the calendar. It's August 2nd, and for me, fall starts on August 1st. So especially with no Erie County Fair this year. So happy fall, everybody, but I'm going to get out of here. If you are listening to us on Podbean, Apple iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or Spotify, scroll up or scroll down, listen to old episodes that you may have missed. Thanks so much for supporting the show. You can find me on Twitter at WNY Pasquale. TJ posted some content this week, so make sure you go check that out. 
I'm flaming out. I'm getting out of here. We will talk to you next week for the French Onion Soup Podcast. Podcast.